Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Anne Sibley. You are listening to episode six with Gail Dreyfus and David Budries and their Yosemite Songwriting Retreat. It's a pretty amazing thing to write songs and be able to share them with a community. That's why I created these online programs. I'm Ann Sibley. I'm a songwriting coach. I have a special opportunity to be part of a six-week online group. It runs this fall. It also runs again in the winter, but I only take 10 people. I'm looking for people who are called to songwriting, who are ready to put songwriting on the schedule and be vulnerable and be courageous and share the songs and do our healing work. It's a powerful bond that we make and I love being able to help give you that real-time feedback that you want and also to catch that inner critic before it gets more in the way of your songwriting. So go to annsibley.com, look up the work with me tab and set up a consultation call today so we can chat. I really look forward to chatting with you. I love meeting songwriters. This is a really special thing we've got going. We meet heart to heart and it, it really supports our songwriting, right? We need that inspiration to keep going. So annsibley.com, click on the work with me and the consultation call and I I'm really excited to meet you. I am so glad you're here today. You're about to meet an adorable couple, Gail Dreyfus and David Budries. And Gail runs the Yosemite Songwriting Retreat. This is such a special community. So can't wait for you to learn all about the special things they're doing in the world. And maybe you'll find yourself at Yosemite this year. Well, welcome to the Songwriters Podcast. I am so happy to have Gail and David with me uh, from the duo home tonight. And welcome to both of you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to see your faces and meet you guys more officially. Gail and I connected over the Yosemite Songwriting Retreat, which is a one of the many wonderful things you do, Gail. And I love that you reminded me that we met last time I was recording an album and you were working on yours and it was many years ago, but we, we basically, one of us, you walked out of the studio and I walked into the studio, uh, with Keith Greninger, um, up in Santa Cruz. So that's fun that we, the universe had us cross paths already. Exactly. And I would love for you guys to start off the episode today and our time together with one of your songs. Great. Let's start with Heartstorm, and this is a song that I wrote uh, inspired by a friend who called me up and said she was having a brainstorm, and I got off the phone thinking, that wasn't a brainstorm, that was a heartstorm, and it was written in February on a very cold, snowy day. Snow on black streets, white makes gray. Writing songs is writing you away. Too many times, and now I question why there's a heart storm and it's snowing. Inside 
gazing through memories I've stood alone I had faith in Cupid A statue made of stone Avoiding differences Hoping we were the same There's a heart storm And it's snowing today Looking at couples, the love in their eyes. I never understood love, it took me by surprise. That ended in words or my physical demise. goodness that was a treat that was a magical um a magical journey you brought us on I love the the emotion in the lyrics and the reflection and David I love the piano that you were adding to that um a heart storm it made me for sure want to be more in that heart brain than in that mind brain like you said a brainstorm and then more in the heart you guys, you know, since the moment we got on Zoom today, I just felt this really positive energy from the two of you and um, that your ability to just be intimate and we've just met. So I feel like your your music conveys that as well. It's like, here's what's in my heart. I'm not going to hide it. So um, Gail, maybe start. I would love to hear how songwriting has played uh, a part in your life. And I'm so glad it does. And uh, and then we'll build up to hearing how you got, how you started this songwriting retreat that you do here in California. Well, thanks for asking that. And I started writing my first song after I got my guitar from Goodwill. And 
And I wish I could really remember this song, but it was a song about the Vietnam War. So that really, you know, dates my age. Um, but after that, you know, I just listened to a lot of music and uh, writing music, writing lyric was the thing that kept me going when sometimes other things didn't. Well, I think like most of us that are songwriters. So um, that's what got me started. I, I listened to uh, Leonard Cohen's Suzanne at, a, you know, I was 13 and I was like, oh my gosh, people do that? And I just got inspired from that, that point. So I had to save up my babysitting money for the $10 Goodwill guitar. <laughs> that is fabulous. You were young. I was young. Mm -hmm. I, 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 aren't I still young? Come on. We, yeah. I was young. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I thought about, you know, the babysitting and just picturing you walking into that Goodwill store and, and yes, making sense of what's going on in our world. I mean, goodness, the Vietnam war, how do you, how do you even kind of cope or process with something like that? And you find music as a healing practice. That's what so many of us are finding that it's really helping us heal. That's so true. And uh, that's one of the positive things for me running um, Yosemite songwriting retreat is watching people's journey with their music and how it heals them or just how music keeps them company when they're lonely or whatever. Yeah. I love that. And have you always been a teacher? Um, tell us about, you know, since the $10 guitar up until now, and you're leading, you know, this retreat and helping so many people to get to their songwriting. What, what's been your journey as a teacher, as a musician? Well, I was, I still am a teacher. I was a full-time teacher in a one-room school in El Portal, which is right outside of Yosemite. And I taught everything but math and science. So I used music a lot in teaching history and everything else I'm teaching. And I did make all of my students who were not in the band, because there was a band teacher, play ukulele with me. So it's always been a something I feel passionate that kids should be at least exposed to music. And um, now I teach very part-time at a charter school and I'm the music teacher from TK to eighth grade. And we just do a lot of songwriting and uh, pull outs for some instruction. Well, I, I know you probably didn't mean to slip the word just in there because I've worked at a lot of schools and have a lot of teacher friends and that's an incredible gift that you're doing that. And that's a lot of kids, TK through eighth. I, I've had that same experience. It's well, I, <laughs> that is a lot of kids. And I love just picturing you that one room schoolhouse all the way to now and how many people you've, helped put an instrument into their hands and that you've helped people write songs. That's huge. And, you know, I, um, my other career over my life, um, I've always played music, but a lot of times it's been on the side. Some, some of the times it's been on the side. And when it was, I was a librarian and I also, um, started working at a school here in Carmel Valley. I'm so lucky. I was where my kids were going. And I remember, um, pulling aside one of the veteran teachers and saying to her like, Oh my God, you have to help me. I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. School's about to start. And she just looked at me and she'd hurt. She'd come to some of my concerts. And she said, Anne, I used to have a teacher. And I think he was actually her PE teacher. And at the beginning of every class, he would play a song or she on the piano. And so she said, just start with your music. 
And as you know, I'm teaching library classes. So I, it was such a powerful thing to bring music into the classroom. It put me at ease. And then that's what the students and their parents always wanted to hear was me singing. So I love, I love that you've um, blessed so many with your teaching. And I'd have to say one of the uh, aspects of music that I did for many years was play four nights a week in Yosemite National Park, writing songs about nature, ecology, and Yosemite, and be able to share that with tourists. So that was really fun because it was a participatory program that got um, a lot of people singing with me and enjoying the park in a different way through music. That's fabulous. And I did see that you have some albums with those songs already out. And we'll I'll put in the show notes your website so people can go find those or they can find them where where albums are. Um, but what a fantastic thing to combine that and educate with it. And and again, I feel like you I feel like as songwriters and as when I meet all these adults, the biggest thing that I help them with is permission. And I love to, I feel like there's a theme in your life that I've heard so far of like putting a ukulele in someone's hands, like playing a song about Yosemite and sing, getting people to sing. So I love that you're doing that. Well, thank you. That's so special. And my partner, David, has a really different um, teaching different, career. Different teaching. Yes. <laughs> I would love to hear about it, David. And it's so nice to meet you today. Oh, it's nice to meet you as well. Yeah. I, uh, well, we've both been teaching for a good long time. Uh, I started teaching in uh, it's 1978, uh, which also dates me. Um, uh, but originally teaching music production and technology, teaching musicians how to produce their own music. And then eventually um, uh, did 20 years of that. Then I uh, started teaching something called sound design, uh, which was teaching um, people who are both musicians, engineers, creatives in general, how to write music and sound scores uh, for uh, theater or the performing arts in general. And I did that for, well, it's, I'm still doing it. So this is my 40th year. <laughs> that is so interesting. I love that. And are there any particular themes, David, that you've seen um, people struggle with, or maybe the biggest one? I definitely talk to a lot of songwriters and work with a lot of songwriters and I notice they get stuck with, you know, the inner critic. That's definitely a big one. I think I think the inner critic is a big one, and I think the um, uh, I think most people have uh, a kind of sense that they just, even though they might have been admitted into a really good school, that they just are imposters. And so, trying to figure out how to get over that that imposter effect, and uh, and the fact that they really do. Uh, convincing them that they actually, the reason they got in is because they do have talent and it, it, it'll emerge in a bunch of different ways. And um, as opposed to using factory models of teaching, I always did very much individual teaching. My program was very small and took three students a year. And, um, and getting them to become them, their, their best selves, it was really my, my task. Not to teach or design like me, but to actually figure out who they were and have that emerge. And that was really exciting for me to watch that happen because I learned I was as much a student in the process as I was a teacher. Isn't that the truth? And I see the same thing that I, I feel like I, they have, there's sometimes I'll be listening to them share a song with me and I'll think, I'll kind of shake my head and I'll think to myself, they have no idea how good they are. 
there are just so many things that get in our way. And like you said, they feel like an imposter or a why I'm not, they're always kind of putting someone above them. And I, and I have found the same thing you have that there is a uniqueness in our songs and it's uh, almost like as unique as our thumbprints is what I thought about. It's like everyone's songs and music and talents have that uniqueness that's them. And how can we continue to bring that out and give our songwriters permission? So there's probably a lot of songwriters listening. And my hope with this podcast is that it inspires them to write more and to show up at their music, to give themselves permission, to embrace their talents. Sometimes I think we're so talented that we try to then think, well, this is almost too much. Maybe I'm not supposed to be this, this talented. <laughs> Do you find some of those same themes? Sometimes I think, and it goes in the other direction too, where they get overconfident and uh, and sometimes it gets them into trouble, but also makes them step a lot higher uh, to that next level. And many times they'll succeed. You know, they'll they'll challenge themselves uh, to a kind of betterment, uh, a deeper understanding, or a more complex, whether it be a piece of music or we not only in the sound design program we not only create content, but we also have to design the delivery systems, the actual sound systems that deliver that to the audiences. So it's, it exercises both sides of your brains in a very big way. Oh, I can relate to that, right? When I start to step into some of the technical side, and then once you get it, and we're having a teacher like you, um, you, you feel so confident when you can use that side of your brain, get the tech, and not because a lot of times I'll see songwriters let that stop them like, well, I don't I haven't shared my song or I don't know if I can send it to you because I don't even know how to use the you know thing on my phone or I don't have GarageBand. And it is really neat that you're teaching. I wish I could go to that program. <laughs> That's so fabulous. Well, I would love to jump in um, because I really want more people to know about this amazing retreat um, this Yosemite songwriting retreat. And David, are you involved with the songwriting retreat or is that more Gail's baby? Well, it's definitely Gail's baby. She got me involved uh, a few years back at the beginning of the pandemic when nobody could meet in person. Um, I was in New Haven at the time uh, in Connecticut. She was out here and, um, and I offered, I said, well, do you need any help? knowing that this was gonna be on Zoom, I didn't know exactly what I was stepping into. Uh, and uh, four computer systems later, all running simultaneously with different classrooms happening, uh, we, we made it happen. <laughs> I love that the universe brought you guys together at this time with your skills and the pandemic and needing to do that all virtually. And I, I don't know if Gail told you, I have to quick interject, but I'm a Connecticut girl. I mean, uh -huh. I haven't, I haven't lived there in forever, but Gail and I got talking about New Haven pizza. Yes. <laughs> I have not written a song about that yet, <laughs> but, um, well, great. Yeah. Gail, tell us about the songwriting retreat. Um, who, you know, who comes to your retreat and what happens, um, at it, wherever you want to start. Well, it started 11 years ago. And I was at a venue that I, that I really like in Mid Pines, which is we no longer do the retreat at that venue. And I thought, oh, this would be great to have a songwriting retreat here. I had just gotten back from Joe Craven's River Tunes camp. And I thought it'd be, I took a lot of songwriting classes and I thought I wanted to just do something that was just songwriting, although it's evolved into more. But um, the basis is songwriting. And we have people of all ages. 
and all interests in music and um, that some of them are touring, some of them have CDs or albums, others are writing their first song at Yosemite Songwriting Retreat. And one of the things that I am most proud of about the retreat is the community that it has created. And people really help each other. I've really made it so that if you have an ego, please leave it at the door. And let's become a community of songwriters and creators. And we are so lucky because year after year we get great instructors. And this year is Joe Craven, who's been with us every year but two. So he was there the first year. And um, this year we have Melody Walker. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a California girl living in Nashville. She just co-wrote most of Molly Tuttle's songs on the Grammy-winning award album. So I'm co-wrote. Co co yes, co-wrote. Thank you. Um, so I'm excited to have her and do some classes in co-writing because obviously she knows something. And <laughs> um, Z.G. Smith, who is Zach Smith, he was in a duo called um, Smoothhound Smith, and he's got a great guitar chops, all different types of music, good songwriters. He was in a duo that opened up for J Dixie Chicks or the Chicks, um, and he's traveled around teaching, and we're lucky to get him also at Yosemite Songwriting Retreat, which is taking place in Mariposa at a venue called The Grove House. And am I missing anything? You could. Oh, there are other teachers as well, but those are the three. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Hattie Craven is going to be doing workshops. Adam Burns is going to be focusing on guitar workshops. David Budgeries, what are you going to do this year? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I, I'm thinking about trying to teach musicians how to use microphones effectively because most of them eat them and make it very strange. Uh, and there's lots of ways of actually doing it nicely. And so that might be part of what I do. I love it. There are so many different ways to go. Well, the, the instructors sound amazing. And I love that we can bring songwriters out of isolation and be able to come together, like you said, and create a community. And it does feel, it's so important to me as well, Gail, as a songwriting coach that I create in my online programs, a safe community where it's not like, oh, hey, let's, you know, have somebody play a song and then let's pick it apart or let's, um, you know, criticize or it's for so many of us, it's a healing practice and people need to express their stories and where they are. And it is really, I think there's just so much validation we get from each other and again, permission. So, and spending a couple days in the fall near Yosemite with you guys and all these special teachers is that just sounds like heaven. I mean, I end up having a lot of busy moms. I mean, that's kind of a funny thing to say together. I just can just say moms. <laughs> I end up having a lot of moms with young children and for them to then, um, you know, or anyone, right, with a busy life, which I guess is most of us in this day and age in our country, um, that you get to, you know, go to a beautiful place and be part of a soul family like this, where other people love what you do, and they want to sing, and they want to see you play. And, and so it sounds like a really special opportunity that you've created. And I think songwriting really craves reflection, and the retreat and and then we inspire one another i'm sure you see that like one person's light 
a, you know, like a little ember kind of sparks the next person's. Yeah, it's it's very true. You do see that. You see the community building. You see the, the people step up with courage to be able to play an open mic maybe for the first time and, you know, just let it out because it does feel safe. And we don't record things. We don't document them in that way so that no one has to worry about screwing up. It's it's kind of... Uh, it is very safe that way, but it's also very welcoming, and that's that what that's what makes the community work, and uh, it makes people really excited about coming uh, into the uh, into the retreat. Not to mention really good food, so that <laughs> that's part of it is eating together, and and eating really good food that. Um, the, the chef at the Grove House really puts on a great spread, and he's so proud of his creativity to feed other creativity. So it's, it's really pretty beautiful. And actually, the open mic is really my favorite part of the retreat because there's a quietness and a stillness that happens, and everybody's listening and pouring out love to the person on stage. It's uh, When that happens, it, that's that fills me up. But we also have mentor ses sessions, so you get one-on-one -on -one with the instructors, and we have um, something we call a song salon, where you can bring, which is a group of people, you know, you can sign up for it or not, uh, you bring your song and you, you're asking for, um, I hate to use the word criticism, but critique, uh, if you're stuck on a verse or a chorus or you're like, Really, should this be major, minor? And people really help each other out. And Joe Craven leads that this year. And he, he works some magic in the song salon. So, I uh, think we could have a whole podcast episode just uh, talking about how much we love Joe Craven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The magic that he brings um, and that you guys are bringing. I love how you said, you know, everyone in the audience, and I could feel that just projects this love on whoever's up there. Because as soon as you said quiet and stillness, you know, even me as a seasoned performer, it, I just like all of a sudden felt nervous for the songwriter that's up there. And I coach a lot of people and we're on Zoom all the time doing basically an open mic. And they, and I'm, you know, and I love it when they actually admit I'm really nervous or my hands are shaking. And I'm like, okay, you know, you might be sweating. Your heart might be racing. You got this and you're scared, but you're also probably excited. I love that term scare sighted. And it's like, it's kind of the, both that happens in the body in the same spot when we're stepping out of our comfort zone. And I love that then we can say, look, we, we are wrapping our arms around you. You know, we love you. We want you to express yourself. We want to hear your voice. And that's a, that's a real gift and that you're doing that in real time in a beautiful place, which I can't not comment about the food because I have now done two retreats actually at my house and I had such an amazing time preparing the food. And I thought this is really important. We're going to have some artistic, beautiful, healthy food. And it is, that is an important aspect that we can nourish ourselves that way while we're able to, um, nourish our creativity another component to be considered is also the, the fact that um, this uh, retreat has attracted people from a lot of different localities uh, some very near but some not so near partly because 
Uh, Gail also sponsors uh, every Wednesday an open mic uh, that's on Zoom. Uh, and we get people from Atlanta, from Canada, Canada, New York. Uh, it's it's kind of wild, and, and lots of pit folks from different you know five, three to five mi- five hours away here in in California. Um, but that's a whole other community that, and part of that joins in the live retreat as well. That is such a gift that you guys are giving and showing up to that. I'm sure it started during the pandemic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and no one seems to want to let it go. So we, we let it keep going. That is so wonderful. And about how many people show up each time? It varies a lot. Sometimes it's very few, like it could be six, but sometimes it could be 10 or 12. You know, but it varies. That's a wonderful. Well, it would be neat to put um, something in the show notes if, if our songwriters that are listening don't have a community and they might not, you know, they, they might not have met other musicians. They might be doing another job um, or just don't have their, those friends right now. And it's so important. It works. It really does. It, it, it is interesting to me that it, it connects uh, us across all, all of this space uh, in North America here and it's it's exciting to to see it happen and and now we feel like you know after three and a half four years what has it been now about four years so we feel like we know all these folks even though some of them we've never met <laughs> you know i started my online songwriting groups two years ago this month i stopped working as a librarian and and uh when shelter in place happened i just got that big sign from the universe and i i was like i have to go back to music and then I, I use, I use the same thing, this online community. And we are, we're from all over the country and we're close. We bonded, we, we support each other. And we all know with the accountability, you know, if people are thinking, oh, well, you know, Gail and David have this call next Wednesday night, I'm going to work, keep working on my song and finish it and practice it and get it ready. And then I'm going to perform it. It's, it's really neat to have that accountability, have that opportunity and it sounds like you guys are, we haven't even talked about half of the things you guys do, which is kind of amazing. I mean, Gail, I love hearing about how you're headed to the senior center after this. Tell us, tell us about that other work that you do. How do you find time for all this? Um, time? What's that? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, well, okay. Let's get back to the senior center. So about five years ago or four years ago, I was teaching full-time and I got an email. Can you teach a group of people who don't know how to play an instrument, the ukulele. And I was like, sure, I'll do this, whatever, you know, in my spare time. So we met and it was a lot of people who had never touched an instrument, had no idea what they were getting into. And we started, I got instruments in their hands and we're called the ukuleles and gents. And we've been together now four years we have a gig at the senior center and talk about how music creates a community. It's amazing because so many of these people that I spend once a week with, I would have never spent time with. So it's really a gift to me. We meet at the Grove house, um, which is, is in Mariposa. This is 15 to 20 people. Yeah. And we, um, I pick the songs generally. I ask for input. And we do things like there's a butterfly festival in town. The ukuleles play there. We're doing the ice cream social. And 
I don't charge, but I ask for a donation for scholarships for Yosemite Songwriting Retreat. So I like to pass that money to people that can't afford a retreat to come to this retreat. And it, people have been really generous. It's been interesting because, because this happens at a food and drink establishment. Uh, and it's not a formal uh, performance for uh, the community. The community has been coming out to listen to them rehearse, and there's a tip jar out there, and they start filling the tip jar. What a fabulous thing to take music and community. And, you know, it really hit me when you said these are people that have never, a lot of them have never had an instrument in their hand. And you know what? They probably haven't because no one said like, hey, you can do this. Or maybe, you know, I know as a, as a woman, I, there was, I was seeing mostly men playing instruments and it wasn't until I started seeing some young bands and some of these young women. And I thought, oh, wait, I don't have to just be singing. You know, if, if they can do it, I'll try it. You know, my piano lessons were okay. I hated practicing and I, I didn't feel like I played very well at the recitals, but I, when I started playing guitar, it was so empowering because I started writing songs. As soon as I learned three chords or that first like day or so, I had no idea songs were just going to start spilling out of me. So it is such a gift to empower others and put that music in their hands. It's so fabulous. And now I've had such fun chatting with you guys. I forgot um, to invite you guys to play another song. So this would be a great time when you guys are ready um, to share another song with us. Do you want to set it up? Sure. This song is called My Boots Are Off. And I started this song with lyrics. I started putting music to it. I put it in a minor key. It's definitely not a minor song. So I said, David, you're here now. The piano's here because David had just moved from uh, Connecticut. Coast, yeah. yep. So we worked on it together. He redid the music. And it. this was really, was this like our first collaboration or second, uh, something like that? It's, it's early for yeah. sure. It might be the first. I, I actually don't recall. But, but here we go. Yeah. Boots are off, my dancing shoes on. It's time to stop and write this song. Silky words, looking for clues. Where are you now? I wanna dance with you. You asked me to waltz and you took my hand as if we were partners and we had a plan. Are you far away or in the next room? My mind is on fire. You. you keep me guessing, spin me around. You keep me laughing, move to my town. Touch me deeply, right to the core. It's never been this way before. Were you watching when I wasn't aware? Are you challenged by my answer to your dare? I know how to touch you and I know where 
So close your eyes And I'll take you there You keep me guessing Spin me around You keep me laughing Move to my town Touch me deeply Right to the core I've never found this way before Yes, my boots are off my dancing shoes on I did stop to write this song Silky words looking for truth I'm with you now Wanna dance with you You keep me guessing Spin me around You keep me laughing Move to my town Touch me deeply Right to the core It's never been this way Before my job I'm so lucky <laughs> you guys you guys are so adorable I wish people could see you and um if they go to Yosemite to the songwriting retreat they will be able to hang out with you that was fabulous so fun and um you know just fun and jazzy and it's fun David because I can watch your hands from the way you guys have a great camera angle and um you really are I mean I, I adorable is a loving thing and it's um, watching you guys, you know, have, work together with an open heart and to let songwriting just flow through you. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something we touch on before we wrap up today is how, what's that songwriting process like for you guys? How are these songs coming or how often, you know, do you run over to the piano or you run over to the guitar? Do you have scraps of little pieces of paper all over? We would love to hear. Uh, voice uh, voice messaging is the is the big one. <laughs> um, I, I, Gail is Gail is sort of unstoppable when it comes to an idea coming to her head, and she kind of runs off and jots it down and massages it for a while. Then she sometimes throws a lyric to me, and we sometimes look at it that way. Um, we both write music, and uh, we both write in very different styles, and uh, you know, a lot of people. Uh, claim that I sort of write in a Broadway style, which I never really thought about until people started saying that. But um, uh, it, and, and I've mixed a ton of musicals and done things like that as, as part of the, the rest of my sound work. But um, uh, we really discover things together. We sort of feed off of each other. A lot of times, I think almost all the things we've done together, you've written the lyric and I've written the music. Yeah. I was thinking when you rap, when you were getting towards the end of that song, I feel like I'm in a theater and I grew up in, <laughs> I grew up in Connecticut as we've talked about. And so I would always be going into Manhattan to see Broadway shows. So I cut my teeth on Broadway shows and love it. Um, but uh, yeah, that just had, it has a, your song just has a wide array, right. Of an audience that it invites in. That was fun. Um, yeah. Gail, tell us about this unstoppable songwriting. I love that word. Oh, that, you know, you just hear something 
And you're, you're right. I don't know how else to explain it. She has pages and pages and pages of stuff upstairs in the office that she's forgotten about. I mean, they're just tons of things. So I try to write a lot. Um, and a lot of songs I have forgotten or I'm like, I'll go back and I'm like, that line I could use, that song, not so great. But I never thought, um, David and I have known each other for 47 years. And... I never thought if somebody said, oh, you'll be collaborating with David and living, you know, as partners and music partners. I didn't get that crystal ball, you know, so um, it's been really fun collaborating. I feel like my music has grown working with David and I it's just fun. And I think we were saying when we play out, it is like a date night. It's just fun to have that time together. It, well, your community is very lucky that you guys are doing these gigs and playing out. And I love that. I, you know, hearing that you're unstoppable and, you know, David just knows that you've got lyrics all over. Like there's, you, you've given yourself per, creative permission. I mean, look how many students you've had and you've taught them to like, turn on your creativity, make music. So I, I love that you've said to the universe, like, you know, and this creative energy, like, yes, I am a conduit. I'm going to let this come through me. And, you know, you talked earlier about people leaving their egos out and not bringing them to the retreat. And I love that. I think to be able to collaborate, you have to be able to <laughs> be giving and vulnerable and be open to what the music wants. And I can hear that in what you guys have played today. It's been special. Oh, it's you. been really special. So whenever people are listening to this episode, um, you do this songwriting retreat every year in October. Do I have that right in Yosemite? It is October 6th through 8th, and it is every October. It's either the, it's, it's usually Indigenous People's Weekend um, because some people have that Monday off for travel or whatever. And then, like last year, we did it live after the pandemic, and we also did one um, virtual. We've done three, three virtual. Three virtual, but we were doing two a year. You know, last year we did the, the one live and one virtual. And right. so we'll, we'll see if we do the virtual this year. People are asking because the, the Canadians want to come and they, you know, it's, it's easier to do a virtual retreat, but there's nothing like a live retreat. That's really special. And people can go to YosemiteSongwriting.com and join up with you guys and get on your mailing list and find out uh, more information. And gosh, I mean, you get to hang out with the two of you, plus Joe Craven and all these wonderful songwriters. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, the time you put in to help others make their music and that you guys are making music. This was, this was a delight. I'm glad that we happened upon each other recently and connected this way. It's uh, just been a delight to have you both Gail and David and your duo home tonight. And, um, Gail, I'll put your, I'll put Gail's, um, website address in the show notes and all those things, places where we can follow you guys and the songwriting retreat. Anything else I'm missing? I think you got it. I think you got it. I, I just really want to thank you for the work mm. you're doing and thank you for having us on today. It was such a pleasure to see you and spend some time with you. 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm excited. I know you're um, working on wrapping up a CD, Gail, and it'll be fun to hear new things and, and folks can go listen to your other recordings as well. So this was fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you, David, for the sound design today and setting all this up. I wish you could help um, all of us in our podcast <laughs> and sound setups. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was so wonderful to be with you both. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Songwriters Podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you are listening, and then you will get a notification uh, each time I upload a new episode, which will be happening more and more. All right, guys, take good care. I went down to my place by the water, saw love standing there. She was shaking rain from the tips of her wings, and I couldn't help but stay